Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the Law Student Series, and I'm your host, Aisha, lawyer, writer, and dog mom. Each week, we'll dive into the ins and outs of going to the UK for law school and what it takes to come back and qualify as a lawyer in Canada. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ignite Podcast. As promised, this week I'm going to be talking about the NCA exams. I'm going to be explaining to you a little bit about the whole process as well as my own experience taking the exams. For those who don't know, the NCA stands for the National Committee on Accreditation. They basically look at your legal education when you come to Canada, whether you're an immigrant or a Canadian citizen who went to law school abroad. They assess your degree and they decide whether you have to take a couple of challenge exams or whether you have to spend a year or two at a Canadian law school. Generally, if you've gone to a UK law school, you probably won't have to go to a Canadian law school to do a year or two of classes, but that also depends on your degree and where you did it. So if you've gone to Scotland, for example, you're probably going to have to go to a Canadian law school, and this is purely because you need to have enough experience in the common law And unfortunately, for those of us Canadians that want to study law in Scotland, Scots law doesn't actually transfer over as easily to Canada as English law or law from Wales. My experience with the NCA was pretty smooth. I had begun preparing my application for the NCA prior to getting my final results. As soon as I got my final results from City Law School, I contacted the office to then send my transcripts over to the NCA so that they could assess them. I happened to be in a bit of a hurry because I wanted to write my exams as soon as possible. The NCA has four sittings a year, and I knew that I would be missing the August exams because I wouldn't have enough time to study for them, but I wanted to be able to attempt to write my exams in October. They also have sittings in January and May. I just felt the sooner I wrote my exams, the sooner I could start looking for articling and move on with my legal career. It took a couple of weeks for the NCA to send me my assessment back, but when they did, they informed me that I would have to do five challenge exams. This was not out of the ordinary because that is the minimum amount of exams that anyone would have to do. These five exams are the core subjects that all law students coming back to Canada or immigrating to Canada have to do, whether they do the exams or whether they do it in a law school. Those five exams are criminal law, constitutional law, administrative law, professional responsibility, and foundations of Canadian law. Each exam is about three hours long, and it's open book. As soon as I moved back to Canada from England, I got all the textbooks that I would require, and I sat down and I got to work. The NCA website is a pretty good resource. It has a lot of information, and of course, it includes the syllabus for each subject. The syllabus for each course then outlines which textbooks you should have for the exam, as well as major topics that you should focus on when you're studying. NCA exams are self-study, so it's very important for you to come up with how you're going to spend your time when you're studying. Don't forget, I do have a great study template on the freebies tab on my website at ignitelaw.ca, so feel free to head over there and download it. If you go back to episode two, I share some really great study tips as well as explain how to use my template. 
So I spent my first three months back in Canada doing nothing but studying for my NCA exams. Not particularly the most exciting use of my time, but of course it was for my future. I had decided that I was going to sit all five of my exams in October. The exams are set up so that each of the course subjects are one per day for the week of the exam period, usually in the afternoon. In the mornings is when they'll do the elective exams. Now keep in mind, I did the three-year law degree program, so this is why I only had to do five exams. I also made sure that all my marks were at the average that was acceptable by the NCA. This means that although the pass mark in the UK is 40%, for the NCA, they will not necessarily accept a mark that is below 45%. If, for example, you got a 44 or 43 in land law, although you passed in the UK, you may be required to do an additional exam for the NCA. This is why sometimes some students who have done a three-year degree program might actually have to do six or seven exams. Alternatively, when you've done the two-year graduate entry program, you will have to do a minimum of seven exams. This means that you have to do the five core subjects and then you take two electives. The elective exams have a couple of options like civil litigation or family law or corporate law. As I mentioned, the exams are open book, so it's really important that when you're studying for your exams, you organize your notes very well. Three hours tends to go by really fast, especially when you're flipping through your notes. So I always suggest to have your notes tabbed perfectly to avoid yourself going back and forth between trying to find the right answer. The exams are generally done in an essay format or a long answer format. So I think it's really important that you actually understand the concepts rather than rely on the fact that the exams are open book. It's better to have notes that will jog your memory rather than detailed notes that will actually take you more time to sift through when you're looking for a specific answer. Something else that I found was very helpful was to have a group of friends who were also writing at the same time. We were then able to bounce ideas off each other and split up some work when it came down to having to read articles and take notes. This was particularly important when we were studying for the Foundations of Canadian Law exam. This course is very article heavy, and the articles are not necessarily the shortest articles. So myself and a couple of classmates split up the articles between each other and made notes and then shared them amongst our group. We stuck to a general guideline on how to make the notes so that all the notes were similar when we put them all together in the end. This was very helpful when it came to studying for this exam. The rest of the exams can be studied for as any other law school exam. However, having a team that you can bounce ideas off of or question if you don't understand something is definitely a good resource when studying for these exams. In the end, I wrote all five exams in one week in October back in 2015, and thankfully I passed all five. Needless to say, I was thrilled, and all those sleepless nights and stress prior to that exam period was definitely worth it. Writing all the exams in one week is not necessarily for everybody, but if you can do it and you can challenge yourself to do it, and you have the time to focus on studying for your exams, then I would say it's definitely doable. 
But if you do have other obligations, such as work, for example, then splitting up the exams into more manageable pieces and over time might actually be a better option for you. This is entirely a personal decision. So to quickly overview the whole process... First, you have to submit your application to the NCA. Now, this means that your law school has to send your transcript directly to the NCA, so you have to be in touch with your law office. This is the part that they have to do. You can start your application process prior to getting your final results, if you want, but you won't be able to complete it until your transcript from your law school has been sent over to the NCA. Of course, there is no rush in this matter, and you can definitely do it once you've come back to Canada. I'm just a little bit keen. Currently, application fees are $450. Once your application is in, the second step is that the NCA will then review your transcripts. This is where they're going to decide whether you need to do challenge exams or whether you need to go to a Canadian law school to complete a year or two of legal studies. The third step is when the NCA then notifies you of how many exams you have to complete or if they require you to attend a Canadian law school. If you only have to do exams, the NCA will tell you whether you have to do five if you've done the three-year degree or seven if you've done the two-year degree. Now this is also subject to whether or not you've achieve certain marks in your courses, you may have to do six or eight. Currently, each exam costs $360 plus tax. Upon successful completion of your exams, the NCA will then award you your Certificate of Qualification. This certificate basically means that you are now on par with any other Canadian student and you can now begin your licensing process. This means you can register with the Law Society of your province and secure your articling position. This also means you can start preparing yourself for the bar exam. That's a whole other podcast episode. As for the NCAs, that's pretty much it. Of course, as always, if you have any further questions, please feel free to reach out to me via any of my social media platforms, and I would be happy to help and answer your questions. Join me next week when I'm going to talk about the licensing process and the bar exam. Until then, have a great week. That's it for this week's episode of the Ignite Podcast. Be sure to visit my website, ignitelaw.ca, for blogs and to sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss out on a single thing. Or you can find me on Facebook at Ignite Law and Instagram at ignitelaw underscore T-O. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. It means so much to me. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in your ears next week.